Welcome back from the sidelines of in the building after a much long delay. We apologize about that, but I am your host. It's your boy, Twenty, a.k.a. Twan, in the building, and we got a lot of stuff to run down for y'all in a short period of time. So before I go any further, uh, let my host introduce themselves. First up, my man, Lajin. Go on here to speak to the people, fam. What's up? Society, what's up, sports world, what's up, everybody that got a thought process going on. This is your boy, L-Y, to the G-E-N-E, Gene. I am back. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. We're happy to be back in the house, and we're about to provide y'all something special today. With that being said, Bobo, why don't you let them know that you're in the house? Yeah, I'm back. We all back. It's your boy, Bobo. You know, but everybody call me Charlie as well, but you call me Bobo. Either one don't matter to me. You also get me up on Twitter as well, Charlie8606. I'm just happy to be back, man. So much going on in the sports world today. Man, just too much. To just I'm, I'm ready. Let's just get to it. Let's, let's go. All right, go. let's get it in. Let's get it in. So first up to back, we got to talk about these uh, free agent moves, these blockbuster trades. And but uh, you know, it, it's crazy right now. I know we shouldn't even be talking football right now, but how can you not talk football right now with everything going on? I'll first start talking about talking about the Browns and this uh, OBJ trade, man. Hey, it's one of those trades where you just see like certain people are untouchable, and he seemed like one of the cats that was untouchable no matter how bad the team was, no matter how many, you know what I'm saying, temper tantrums or, or ways of acting out he did. He just seemed like he was untouchable. He wasn't going anywhere. But it happened. The Browns then made a lot of moves that we could just, you know, clearly run down. But this one out of all of them so far has been the biggest in my opinion. Uh, Charlie, I'm going to pass it back to you. What's your thoughts on the OBJ trade to the Browns? Yeah, I appreciate that. This trade here, to me personally, Browns just put the AFC on notice. They're not the laughing stock of the of the NFL anymore. They just put they just put the AFC. Just think about it. Just think about it, fellas. We ain't talking about just a regular wide receiver that may get you eight hundred yards or a couple touchdowns here and there. We talking about a perennial pole bowler. Football player in Odell, like you know, to pair with Baker Mayfield, and then his old college teammate and Jarvis Landry, along with that running game that got going late this past season as well. Man, it's it's just it's this is what football is all about. It's about being competitive. It's not about just staying the same or being the laughing stock or not. It's not none of that. It's about we we trying to get better. And then let's talk about that with this trade here, that whole AFC North, the landscape just changed. Because now every team Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is not that team, mean the Steelers, they're not the team to where is that we're gonna take division. No. You're gonna fight with Cleveland for that. 
I see Cleveland winning that division hands down. I see them going ten and six, maybe eleven and five, if everyone stays healthy. But Odell Beckham just made Baker Mayfield probably a top five quarterback, hands down. Because you think Ooh. if you don't think Baker Mayfield go, ain't gonna get him the ball and let him do his thing along with Jarvis Landry as well, and then the tight end that they got that that has come come along as well, and you must be you must be smoking. Yeah, exactly. You must be smoking. So again, like I said. Shout out to the Browns for doing that. I thought that was one of the best moves of this free agency, this trade, because Cleveland got better. And it just again, like I said, they just let everybody know, including the AFC, that we're gonna come to play next season, whether you like it or not, and we're gonna get in the playoffs, and we're just gonna see what happens. So I'm just gonna pass to you, like, Dean. What you think? I mean, am I wrong? Am I right? I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. See, everybody's looking at this trade as a big move. I'm going to be completely honest with you. For me, Cleveland was a force to be reckoned with last year. As you see, they didn't lose a lot of games. You know what I'm saying? True. Didn't make the playoffs. And so mm-hmm. what? Whatever. But at the same time, when you look at it, the teams that they ended up tying with were, were barely losing to and some of the teams in their division that they did actually beat last year, this now solidifies that team and points out, hey, we come and fight. Because it was already a solid team. I can tell you, for me, what the Cleveland Browns did is what the Philadelphia 76ers did in the NBA. They finally made all the draft picks and pieces finally come together to work for them. So here's the opportunity to prove it. But then again, you got to remember that it's any given Sunday. So just because they done finally put it together doesn't mean it will come together. I'm hoping that it does. Because at the end of the season, with a different coach, you saw what the team was capable of doing. You add an OBJ, um, then you already had Jarvis Landry and the other young receiver who was actually playing out of out of control last year. Callaway. Like Callaway. And, and and you add that to a Nick Chubb and a David and Joe who out of the U, it's it's about to go down. I'm 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 glad they're not on our schedule. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> Let me start there. I'm glad they're not on our schedule to start this. This this new regime is, but like you said, they're not about to be the laughing stock of the NFL in the world. So for me, I like it. I love it. it it's giving expectations to the NFL that hey, it's 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 about time to make some changes. If you think about it, Cleveland Cavaliers wasn't good again until LeBron came back. Is OBJ Cleveland Browns LeBron? We'll have to see. We'll have hey. to see. Hey. It's even though it's it's all about OBJ, you you can't forget about them uh, making a move for Olivia Vernon uh, in their defense too. On the defense that was already starting to become on the rise last year, oh, they fired they head coach. You know when Freddie Kitchens uh, took over, man, and they was just able to do their thing. It was just like it, it's crazy. And now they add more talent to that team. It's just like what more can you say, man? This team is definitely going to be ready. I agree with everybody I have to say on that on that aspect. They they the team they they going to be probably the Chicago Bears of the AFC this uh, upcoming season, no doubt about that. They about to turn some heads, and anybody who hate on that, um, you just ain't looking at it realistically. You know, honestly speaking, <laughs> you so, can't be mad at when a front office does what it's finally supposed to do. It took years, it took plenty of years, but now they're where they're supposed to be. The question is can they go ahead and make it turn out the way it's supposed to turn? Because it's easy to put the pieces together. We don't see that on many teams on several occasions. The question is, will the talent come together when it's time to come together during the games and win? And, and to add on to, 
and, and, and I agree with that, Latina, add on to that. John Dorsey is like your Ryan Pace. Look what he had to come in to deal with, you know, from Asian players, coaches, you know, everything. I mean, this man, this, this John Dorsey, by by far, will be, if not, he should be uh, executive of the year. Would, would you would you agree with that, fellas, coming into the new season? If everything pans out for Cleveland? If everything pans out for them. If everything pans out for them, not to cut you off, Lajeen, if everything pans out for them, I can see that happening. Um, the only way okay. I don't see it happening is, you know, if the Jets, you know, do their thing as well, too, or even the Raiders, if, you know, they have a turnaround. Then it's kind of a toss-up because all three of those teams, which we'll talk about in short, uh, in a few minutes, you know, made some, you know, made some moves that could, you know, um, you know, turn these teams around. But right now I still see Cleveland as the lead front runner, so I got to give it up to Dorsey, um, you know, being that, being that man, that's my executive of the year. But I can't believe I'll let you speak on it too. Oh, go ahead. And, and that's exactly what I was going to say, Swan. The Jets and the Raiders. Everybody was laughing at the Raiders last year. And it, what I kept saying is they added a lot of first-round picks. Now, what it comes down to, they made the right moves. They added them a wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the league, if we really want to be honest. When it comes to A.B., there's not a better. So now you have I really don't want to say I'm going to put faith in this cat as the quarterback of the Raiders, but when you add an OBJ, that makes a big difference. Will OBJ and Martavius Bryant be the two wide receivers? Who's the second wide receiver? Who's the tight end? Who's going to be, you know, the running back that starts? I know they went and got, you know, made the move that they made, but is it enough? Because what they did was create a lot of holes, but what they also did was create a lot of opportunity for the Raiders as well. So I'm looking at the Raiders. The Jets, they seem like they just trying to get everybody. They in on every single name in free agency right now that was a top free agent, and they managing to put together a solid team. Now, for me, the one thing I still have to stand on is how good is their quarterback going to be this year? Last year, I'm a, like I told Swan, he was worse than Trubisky in Trubisky's first year. Can he make a switch and turn it around and be better? We're about to find out. But those are, right now, as far as the beginning of the free agency period is concerned, those are the three top teams that I see that's going to earn a lot of praise this year. Well, I mean, I put it to you like this. I mean, I get, I get what both of y'all are saying as far as with the Jets and the Raiders and the Browns as well, what they did. I'm not going to necessarily speak on the Raiders. And here's why I say that. The move for for Antonio Brown, that was, to me, that was a surprise. And here's why I say that was a surprise move. Because you were willing to give Antonio Brown, not taking that away from Antonio Brown, because the, the man deserved his money. You was willing to pay him, what was almost 30 or 50 million guarantee, 30 million guarantee, like $50 million contract. But you mm-hmm. wanted to, willing to give Mac his money. And, and one thing I can say about Mac is that Mac wasn't a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Mac wasn't a Mac wasn't a drama queen, but you go get Tony O'Brien now. And Raiders fans' eyes, this is a good this a good move because you need somebody like that for 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 Derek Carr. Now is Derek Carr going to get him the ball? We don't know because his confidence and and, and to, I mean you talked about this. His confidence is kind of shot right now. McGroom got over there. Would you agree a little bit? Yeah, I agree with you. 
But you know what I'm saying? At the same time, yeah. Go ahead. At, at the same time, though, you, you still got to look at it. He still made some moves regardless of who he traded. You know what I'm saying? Confidence and things of that nature. So just staying at the GM standpoint of everything, you know, you still got to, you know, and uh, Gruden having that power, you still got to put him up there um, along with the new GM that he had brought in because Gruden still has more control. But the new GM he brought in, they still made moves and a flashy move that, you know, could, you know, put this team at eight and eight versus, you know, the season they had, you know, this past you know, this past year by getting rid of a Mac and um, by getting rid of Amari Cooper and things like that. So, you know, they improved the offensive line by picking up a guy. Um, I do think they overpaid for him. But, you know, yeah, they over- about improving, the old line, improving that old line for Derek Carr, for Derek Carr to get his confidence back, and then you, you added a wide receiver piece over there. And if they bring Jerry Cook back, you know, then you give him, uh, you give uh, Carr another uh, bet at, at the tight end position that he trusts, one that can block, that one that can go downfield and stretch the field as well too. So the next thing they have to figure out is running back. So you still got to, you know, with with the Browns and with the Jets, you got to put him in it. You got to put him in consideration. You know, uh, you know, as you know, top executives. Well, and, 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 but here's what I'm trying to say: that what you're saying, Charlie. Here's the other thing you got to realize. Like you said, they weren't willing to pay Mac. But look at this. The three people that they just grabbed, they are they have a total combined guaranteed amount of eighty eight million. We gave Mac alone ninety million. Raiders wasn't gonna do that. They were able to give three difference makers for their team this year, eighty eight million guaranteed. If you can give that to three people versus one person, because one person wasn't gonna make the Raiders better last year. Let's be honest. That's that's why he made that move. But three people will make the Raiders better this year. They were starting to win last year, falling into the John Gruden love. I don't know how he pulled it off, but they became a better team toward the end of the year. We all know that. And they started to win. They got rid of their best receiver and started to pass more. Now they have, come on, A.B. And now you're adding to this team. And now you got five first-round draft picks. And you got, you know what I'm saying? You, they have an opportunity to really put this team together. And if Gruden does that, he'll go down in history. Well, we'll see. Like I say, it just, we'll just see. I mean, like I said, I'm not taking that away from Antonio Brown. I know what the man could do. We all know what the man could do. It's just, again, it's just, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, willing to give an opportunity. And I, I agree with, I, I totally understand everything that you're saying, Ladine, with, with the, with the three players that they brought over with the contract total versus with Mac, what we pay Mac. Like I said, just we just have to see how everything plays out. We're gonna see. I'm definitely gonna be watching, that's for sure. This so, is the year for it. <laughs> definitely is. Definitely is. So definitely I mean is. Yeah, I mean just man, man. But can I just say can I just say one thing, fellas? I just wanna say one thing. What is Pace doing by looking at how high clean this? Can we talk about that for a quick second? Yeah, Can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah, just for this one, because we Bears fans, right? We doubt her Bears fans to the court, whether they go 10 and 6 or they go 3 and 13. We going to ride with the Bears till the wheels fall off. We take it to our grave. But why are they looking at how I, – I, I just I, – I don't understand that. I mean, your thoughts, y'all thoughts, I just <laughs> – we know he's terrible, but y'all thought I'm going to let Gene go first. Okay, I'll, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll finish off. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The only thing I can think of, the only thing that even makes sense when it comes down to that is the combination they made when they were in college. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jackson was a freshman at the time. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. 
was uh, coming out, of, coming out. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready to become a, and, and they were very good together. Other than that, I can't think of anything. Ha Ha Clinton Dix has only had, in my opinion, one good season since being in the NFL. So you know what I'm saying? Then it's been, again, you know, he was with the Packers, so you can't put a whole lot of stock into that because the Packers mm-hmm. never really have a good defense. But at the end of the day, here's where we are now, and where is that going to take this team? I don't think. I believe under the right scheme, because some people are scheme fit. I think he's a scheme fit, and I think because of that, that's why the Bears look at it. He can cover some ground. He is known to get some interceptions. Is he also known to get burnt? Yes, he is. But how many safeties has the Bears had that have been burnt on a regular basis? And let's not get it twisted. Although Amos had the one good year, you know what I'm saying? One and a half, we'll say last year was a decent year, but he fell back into the same things that caused us to keep grabbing safeties to try and replace him. And then he had the one good year, and we're like, okay, finally, you get it. And then what did he do? Reverted right back. So I can understand how Clinton Dix, I don't know. I like that they were after Weddle. I wish we could have got Weddle because that would have been the move that would have been perfect for us, especially if you're going to lose Amy. But how Clinton Dix, like I said, I think the only thing they're looking at is the tape of when they were playing together. That, that's where I'd have to go on that. All right. Yeah. Um, Charlie, Charlie you, know, you, you got something for that one before I say something? No, uh, just real quick, uh, what Lajean touched on, and, again, uh, sports fans, we have our own sports love chat as well that we, you know, when we're not on here, we, you know, we chat among sports among ourselves and our little uh, sports group chat as well. I mentioned that too, Lajean, um, about that connection to Alabama as well. And I just I can see that too, but man, the the, the dude's a liability. I just he's just a liability to me. That's why I don't understand why Pace is either entertaining this, but he could he might well just entertain Eric Berry then. If that's the case, I'd rather him do that than entertain High Clinton Dix. But again, I'm not the GM. So what you got to say, Twenty, real quick, man? All right. What I got to say, a couple of things. First, I got to revert back to what LaJean was saying. Uh, when HaHa was there at Alabama, he technically only had two seasons under his belt, which was 2011-2012, and he did, you know, help with the recruiting of Jackson, but they never played together. Um, uh, oh, I played, thought they played uh, the rookie year. No. Uh, it was, My bad. It was Landon, Landon Collins. Him and Landon Collins so, played uh, together. That, that, those are the two that had played together. Jackson was coming in, was being recruited in to replace yep. HaHa because Landon Collins was already a senior at that time. Then. Yep. So he was getting ready to move on, so he was helping recruit him. So they never got a chance to play together. So that that can't be the reason why they're looking at it. HaHa also, you know, is still a free safety, even though he's not a Jackson. He's definitely not a Jackson. You know, uh, we've seen, you know, being um, living in the, the area of uh, Wisconsin, uh, you know, I done seen a lot of ha-ha, and I was glad that the Bears, when he was on their routes to be drafted, was not drafted because of the fact that he doesn't tackle well in open space. When they did try to, you know, move him up close to the line, he wasn't very good when he was close to the line as well either. You know, he had one season where he did actually have, you know, uh, I think it was about six or seven interceptions when he made the Pro Bowl that year. But before that and after that, he hasn't looked any good. So I don't understand why, especially with, you know, pace, you know, being there enough to see, you know, 
him two times a year since Pace has been there, why he would think that that would be a good fit. Maybe this is uh, his new defensive coordinator telling him something, but uh, I hope he don't bring him in. It's not a good fit. You know, he may be a scheme player like both of y'all thinking, but I just don't think he's a good fit. I, you know, he got to be able to do one or two things right. You know, yeah, yeah Amos, you know, uh, wasn't a very good, you know, uh, good, good at, you know, ball hawk or, you know, intercepting balls, but, you know, he never really gave up too many big plays or anything like that. You know, he never mm-hmm. missed, you know, missed too many tackles, especially in the open field here. So, um, you know, it was, it, you know, he he's grown and progressed, but he's definitely grown and progressed a whole lot better, even though he hadn't ha- had a Pro Bowl year yet uh, or under his belt. I think he's still overall more solid than Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And now again, you know, if they bring him in, you ask him to play in, in place of uh, in place of Amos. It's uh, I, I don't it it wouldn't it wouldn't be good at all. It, it definitely wouldn't be good. <clears throat> but um, that being said, we're going to take a, a short commercial break here, and then we're going to uh, come back and talk a little college basketball here. We ain't going to keep you all too long. We, You know, we're excited to be back as usual, but, you know, we're going to just come here and, you know, kind of catch up on some things here. But we got to uh, take this quick commercial break, pay these bills. We'll hit you all back in a few minutes here from the sidelines. Welcome back, family. It's from the sidelines. Thanks for hanging with us after the commercial break. We're about to jump right into this college basketball. As everybody knows, it's uh, the championship week. People trying to set themselves up nicely uh, for the big dance and try to win out uh, in a conference tournament here for the big dance so they can get seated properly, try to set it up best for them, you know, to try to, you know, make a run all the way through the Sweet 16 and, and to the Elite Eight, Eight and the Final Four. So, um, I'm going to kick it off with the ACC because uh, me and Lajim are huge AC, uh, fans of ACC, but uh, members of, uh, of two teams in particular, Duke being Lajim's and then North Carolina being mine. Both of them end up uh, tying for a share of the conference here. I think that um, that North Carolina is going to go ahead and win this and then set themselves <laughs> up nicely. Uh, yeah, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> So, so since I did that, I'm going to go ahead and let Lajin tell you differently here. So, Lajin, I'm passing it to you, man. I'm not going to tell you differently. I'm, I'm going to be honest with the people here and, and give them the truth. This might be that year where um, Carolina proves it because one of the things that people don't know, um, one of the biggest pieces, Zion, we really don't have a whole 100% on, A, and then B, losing Marquise Bolden hurt us back. Um, with that mm-hmm. being said, Zion on the floor is a difference maker. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think that second game y'all would have beat us with Zion on the floor. So I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying, Zion comes back. But with that being said, the next question is, is Coach K going to let the uh, freshman, the one that's on his uh, teach right now, um, uh, he's a redshirt freshman, Baker, I wonder if he's going to let him play. Because the biggest issue with Duke this year is the one thing we can't get past. And that's the fact we are not a three-point shooting team. Real talk. And to beat North Carolina, you're going to have to run. You're going to have to be able to shoot the rock. You're going to have to be able to shoot the rock. And that's what scares me about North Carolina. Now, on the other hand, Virginia, them boys is just, they play straight bully ball. They play bully ball, and they have an opportunity to win the ACC as well. 
their biggest issue has been Duke in North Carolina. So with that being said, you can see the three top teams are the three top teams at the end of the year. And now we're just looking at seeing who comes out on top. Um, right now, it's between North Carolina and Duke. I can't put a finger on who because I'm not a North Carolina fan, so I'm never going to pick them over my Duke unless it's one of them years where we just know Duke wasn't doing good. But this is one of them years that it can be off the chain. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this ACC tournament because y'all already know who y'all are playing. We don't even know who we playing yet. Very true, very true. Um, I agree with you. I'm shocked that you know that you that you said the thing that you said. <laughs> um, real talk, you know, I thought you were still gonna be on, you know, uh, Duke, you know, taking it all and everything. And I gotta apologize to the fans here. I had said that Duke and North Carolina had to share the ACC title. I meant to say Virginia, which Lamont already had. Excuse me, like Jean had already mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> North Carolina and Virginia own the share of the ACC title, and Duke came in in third place on that one and stuff. So it really is going to boil down to uh, if Zion does play. I do agree with you, Lajean, that I think the second game would have went a little bit differently. If uh, and we talked about that in our own little uh, you know sports group chat, um, that I think that the game would have went differently if Zion would have been on the floor. I think he would have been a difference maker where he probably could have helped pull that game out. Because at the end of the day, y'all already know how I feel about uh, your other boy who just, uh, he don't seem to get it together at all. All right, Jay Bear, Mr. Shoot the lights out the gym, and I ain't talking about it in the group. But <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about RJ Bear. Probably one of the best players in the country when he plays efficiently. Mm-hmm. The problem is getting him to consistently play efficiently. And Big that's time. what has had me hung up on this dude. He do everything right all the way up until, okay, we lose, and I'm just going to start chucking it. I'm going to start chucking it. But in those games where you see he takes uh, 15 shots and knock down 10, or he, you know what I'm saying, goes in and gets the 7, 8 assists, that's good. The other problem I have with this Duke team is, to me, the second best player on the team behind Zion is the least aggressive on the team, and that's Cam Reddish. Okay, that's what's up. Charlie, we're going to switch conferences because we know you're a Big Ten man. So I'm going to go ahead and flip it over to you. So we got uh, Michigan State and then Purdue end up uh, tying for the Big Ten share. So how you feel they're going to do in the conference here or in the, in the, in the conference uh, championship week this week here? You said Michigan State and Purdue, you said? Yeah, they, yep, they tied for the Big Ten champion, I mean, uh, for the Big Ten title. So, you know, and now it's just a uh, championship week. So what you thinking? It's more the lines of who gonna like who like matchup wise. Michigan State to me, they could win it, but they could also lose it too. Same as Purdue. I mean, it's just it's just all the style of play, in my opinion. Um, I could see a team, and y'all may laugh. I could see a team like Wisconsin meeting up with either Michigan State or Purdue and knocking them out. Won't laugh at all. You know what I'm saying? Just because. Right, and not only that, on the on the strength of how they play as well, you know, as well at that point guard and their center position as well for Wisconsin. I mean, you still got Michigan in the fold, so you can't really forget about Michigan, even though they've been up and down, and they always get Michigan State, you know, somewhat of a somewhat fits here and there. But I mean, those two are strong teams. But I'm looking at I'm I, if you if you really want my true true honest opinion. 
I can see Wisconsin knocking out one of those teams. I can really see that. You know what I'm saying? I can really see that. It all depends, and it also depends on, again, you know, is Hap going to show up for Wisconsin? They big man. Um, you know, they're, um, I, believe he's a, I believe he's a junior and senior uh, for Wisconsin mm-hmm. as well. You know, and that they shooting going to show up as well. Also, it just it just depends. You know, you, it's just really a toss up. Now, if you really want to go to a conference, because I, I would I, yeah, because I'm a Big Ten guy. Don't get me wrong, love the Big Ten. I'm looking, I'm I'm looking at the SEC, and the reason I'm switching to the SEC real quick is because LSU, to me, is that sleeper team that ain't nobody talking about. And here's why I say that: they knocked off both um, Kentucky, and they knocked off Tennessee as well. Regardless, it was only by a couple of points when they knocked out both teams, but they, 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 you know, LSU knocked them off. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and they number one, and they number one in the conference as well. So, teams need to go ahead and, you know, everybody's not talking about LSU, but I believe they got better than they were last year. And it's just all the player of their defense. I don't get me wrong, Kentucky, Kentucky going to be there. They're going to be there. You know, Tennessee going to be there. We, we all see what Tennessee has done as well. But I, I'm looking at LSU, and I'm looking at them like, can they really win this, win this tournament? I think they can. Because they show that they can play with those two teams when it's, when it's all said and done to the last while. They show they can play with those teams as well. I, 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 give, you that. I give you that 100%. My thing is I was never really sold on Tennessee this year. They jumped out okay. early. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And to me, in actuality, um, LSU is a much better team than overall than uh, Tennessee is with more depth. Uh, same thing with Gonzaga. Gonzaga, they, and ever since they were that, as we call it, Cinderella, they've been living off that Cinderella story. Um, right. They ain't really been a dominant team. They just happen to be at the top of the field every year. But when you talk about LSU, and, and, and like you said, when you talk about Wisconsin, those are teams that are not only surprising, but are stopped with enough depth that they can continue to run at you. You know yep. what I'm saying? And that's what's going to put them over the hump, I believe. In my, in my opinion, what puts them over the hump is A, their depth, and the fact that they can run so many people at you on a consistent basis. They're not overly great talented, but they have enough talent across the board to fight with anybody, and that's why they made Tennessee look bad. And and all that too is that again, it's, it's all about consistency. You see what I'm saying? It's just it's, it's you know having those players that are juniors, that are juniors and seniors that have been there. You see what I'm saying? They're not one and done, so they've been they've been exactly. in that system. You see what I'm saying? So it's that all that and same thing with Wisconsin. They have players that are not just one and done. They've been in that system for you know since they since they've been there. So like you said, that depth plays that the depth of their team. The depth, excuse me, plays a factor when it's all said and done. That's what I'm saying. Like with the Big Ten, yeah, they, yeah, those are top two teams. But you know, you can't sleep on Wisconsin. You can't sleep on them at all. And I'm not even a Wisconsin fan, but I respect what that program has done. You know, with those players as well. I'm gonna give you. They, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. jump in a little bit here. Um, yep. I'm gonna jump back to uh to the Big Ten, and then I'm gonna jump back to the ACC. So uh, excuse me, SEC. But uh, the Big Ten, Charlie. 
I, like I said, I, you know what I'm saying, I ain't laughing at you at all with Wisconsin and stuff, but I still think the better team overall in that conference, regardless of who won the conference or who's sharing the conference in the Big Ten, is actually still Michigan. I mean, I think Michigan got in their own way in a couple games. Overall record, they have the best overall record in there, and they came in second, uh, second place. Uh, they was right there to get that Big Ten uh, title. They they end up screwing up and losing that last game against Michigan State when they had the lead um, in that first half, and then they just came out and played flat in that second half. Right. Lost that game and ended up getting blowed out by Michigan State, which allowed Michigan State to win and get a share of that title. But I think Michigan, you know, can uh, sneak up and knock off somebody. So I could probably see in the, in the Big Ten uh, championship it being Wisconsin versus uh, Michigan. Um, you know, at, at the end because somebody going uh, bound to get knocked off. So that's that's a tight conference right there. So just kind of like the ACC, uh, the mm-hmm. Big Ten has you know four teams that it could really go either way. You know, um, it, it, it could really go either way. Now jumping back to the SEC, I'm in full agreement with you with LSU. You know, and I kind of agree with Lajine as well too. Tennessee was good last year. They jumped out ahead of everybody and stuff. And then when they had their first true real matchup, they 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 didn't show up and they got blowed out at it. But Kentucky, you know, people always overhype Kentucky. Like if we go to the Big 12, our people always overhype camps. You know, it's always going to be that way with Kentucky and Kansas and they respected, you know, conferences and stuff. So I'm not buying into, uh, into, into Kentucky at all, you know, even though they did end up with a tie record with Tennessee. LSU run the, won the conference outright, but uh, I, I, I buy more Tennessee than I do Kentucky in their, in their conference uh, championship here. So, but, you know, that's just my thoughts on it. <clears throat> Well, and, and to you know, to add on to that as well, I, we ain't even talk about Kansas. They just been a disappointment. They didn't even they didn't even win the Big Ten the, the Big Ten um uh Big Ten title. Big Twelve, you know this season. I mean Big Twelve. Excuse me. Thank mm-hmm. you, Twan. Thank you, Twan. They ain't even, we ain't even talk about Kansas. We we know how you feel about Kansas, Twan. You know, because <laughs> you let it be known in our in our in our groups and our, our sports group chat. But Kansas was just a disappointment all season. You know, I mean, they couldn't even get – I mean, Iowa State beat them. Am I right, Twan? I mean, they beat them bad. Beat them good. Yep. Yeah, beat them good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you can't – They got a nice game squad. Let's get some veterans over there. Iowa State and Iowa State from yep. and took them out. So, yeah. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas ain't, ain't, ain't that good as everybody thinks. Uh, Texas Tech, you know, and uh, Kansas State end up winning. They, you know, time for that conference over there. Okay. So it's it's – uh, the Big 12 is an okay conference, you know. Um, I do respect, you know, like uh, I do respect Kansas State. You know, they got one of Illinois' old coaches over there um, doing their thing at Kansas State. Texas Tech has a nice little squad. Iowa State was very sneaky this year. They uh, they kind of disappointed me down the stretch here. Um, they got a boy uh, right out here from uh, Hotshots, Wisconsin, playing over there as a true freshman and have started every game. Um, went to school with my daughter, you know, Tyrese, uh looked at very well this year and stuff, but, you know, they did disappoint down the stretch here. So, um, not, you know, not too much to say about uh, the Big 12 conference, uh, you know, as a whole. You know, it's kind of a, a mixed bag. You know, there's a lot of close, uh, tight records and stuff and not a, you know, not a true dominant team and stuff. So, they do like how that whole conference championship go. But, yeah, you know, y'all know how I feel about Kansas. And, you know, I, I ain't a fan of Bill Self, a former uh, Illinois uh, coach himself who burned the team when it was very good. So 
so I always kind of root against them. Yep, I'm going to be a hater like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, he was kind of an overrated coach anyway, and he constantly keeps proving that after he done won his one little championship with Kansas. So, Lajin, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got you got some more you want to fill in? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, he's I'm going to touch base on something you said about Michigan, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. It is a tight fight between them three. I still think when it comes down to it, Michigan State takes that. They were able to fight in the top 25. You know what I'm saying? That's what I didn't like about Tennessee. They didn't beat nobody in the top 25. Who did they beat? That's what I didn't like about Gonzaga. When it came to playing teams in the top 25, they really didn't show what I know of Gonzaga to be. So I'm not sold on them getting beat. They may hit the Sweet 16, but then again, they may not. There's a lot of teams that's on the bottom rungs of these conferences that can actually sneak up and steal a lot of people. The reason I think Michigan State may not win that conference title is because Michigan State, when they come down to it, they play a fast-paced game. Can you keep that up against a Wisconsin game that's going to slow it down and feed the paint all day? You see what I'm saying? So those are the things those teams got about it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I look at the number one seed, Duke will still end up being a number one seed if they end up facing North Carolina in terms of time. All right. Now, the question, right, and, and the question is to that, is that would it be overall? Who's going to get the number one overall seed? And, if and, and North y'all Carolina think, wins it, if North Carolina wins it, they deserve the number one overall seed. Okay. So not Gonzaga? I, no, not Gonzaga didn't even not win their conference. Uh, they they just lost theirs yesterday, and not, not only did they lose, they got out. It was like a twenty something point blowout. Oh yeah, wasn't it St. Mary or something like that? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, St. Mary's. Yeah, St. Mary's. Yeah, Mary. Last night. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Sir. No sir. Yeah. Okay. They 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 just they blew that. So they'll get in the tournament, but they ain't getting no number one overall seed. Matter of fact, they ain't getting. They no, may no not even get a number one seed. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they might get a number two. Or number yep. three. They're, they're, they're at least number two or number two. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a number two. Yeah, I'll say this. No, no matter that. what, I hope Duke in their bracket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gonzaga did beat Duke early this year. Don't, don't, if I'm not mistaken, don't sleep on them. They did beat them. They did beat when they was in, what was it, the, and when the Maui tournament, I don't think. It was a Maui tournament. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they yeah they beat them. They beat them. They did. I have to I have to remind I have to remind you, like, they did beat them. Hey, oh, I was shocked. In, to, in, I, in defense, and I ain't a Duke fan, as we already established, <laughs> they did they did barely beat them though. It wasn't like they a, be, a big decisive win. They they beat them. Hey, Charlie, it was cool. they, go ahead, go ahead, Charlie, go ahead. I pointed out to you like this: Dallas beat Miami the first time around too, didn't they? <laughs> true, true. That's all I gotta say to that. I mean, I get, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Not saying that Gonzaga will be Duke again. No, not what. No, Zion would No, they had they. That was like their second or third game or something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe fourth game. So no, if they met up again, no, Duke, Duke will probably win by 15 or 20, hands down. Especially Zion on the court, yeah. They won't win the game. I'm just saying, you know, they did beat Duke. I just had to put that out there. I want to try to throw it in your face. I'm just, you know, just 
Oh, well, no, you know, them Gonzaga fans. I'm just saying that it might be a Gonzaga fan that, that may be listening. Like, well, we did beat Duke, and I got words on the floor. And I would tell that Gonzaga fan just like this. Be happy for that win, because if you face us again, I don't see that happening again. <laughs> yeah. Especially after you just lost to St. Mary's. Yeah, keep that noise down. <laughs> St. Mary's is yeah. a terrible team, man. Like, yeah, they were. They, man, yeah. Like, they let them all the way in there to win that one. All right. Can't be serious right now. All right. Blew them out. Blew them out, man. Blew them out. All right, so that's yeah. it. We're going to go ahead and get you to the final thoughts so we can end the show here for the first time back in a long time. So, Charlie, we're going to just go ahead and let you finish off here. What's your final thoughts for today? Man, I'm just happy to be back, man. It's just, it's just beautiful to be able to just talk about sports. I mean, yeah, you can talk about sports with anybody else, but not with, with two guys that I know that know about sports, that know what they're talking about as well, and have an understanding, understanding of different sports genre, meaning NFL, NBA, you know, even boxing, UFC, you know, some baseball a little bit here and there. I'm just happy that I'm able to come back on for the fans, you know, for our listening viewers and just say, Hey, we're back. We're talking about sports and it's only, and it's only going to get better. You know, we got the tournament coming up. Then with the basketball, we even got started on the basketball. I, I can go all day about my Lakers. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all like this too. I won't, I don't like LeBron. I respect that he did pass Michael Jordan, but he is hurting my Lakers. He got me over here crying. Like last week, we supposed to be in the playoffs. You know, he supposed to be the king, but he acted like a queen. On I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. I'm sorry, but I'm just happy to be back. I'm just happy to talk about sports, you know, as well with my guys, Lajean and my guy Twani. Man, I'm just happy. I'm gonna pass you, Lajean. What you got to say for your final thoughts? Well, Bobo, I'm gonna say it like this, man. Um, I gotta. I'm gonna give you a positive and a negative. Positive. I am happy to be back. With my guys, like you said, dropping it like it's hot on these sports, letting people know what the business is, celebrating the fact that it took us a while to get what we wanted to get, but now we're here. We're back. Bears fans, uh, sports fans, Bulls fans, you name it, we there. We got you. And if you want us to talk about your team and you out there, we're in such a good mood, we'll run an episode about you and yours. So hit us up. That's what we're looking for. Now for the negative. Unfortunately, for some reason, the NFL is on some sort of crack, weed, I don't know what they're smoking, to think Green Bay made enough moves to be better ranked for the Super Bowl than the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. Let me go there right now. Negative number two. And it's a positive for me. For all of y'all, who was so hyped up on, ooh, LeBron done turned on playoff mode. I guess when you give up, this is what it looks like. Everybody been wondering what the true LeBron is. Now you're seeing him. I've been saying it his whole career. Without anybody else, without him getting his group together, LeBron is not the catch you want to lead your team. He's not the best leader, but he is the greatest contributor the NBA has ever seen, point blank. With that being said, I'm going to give it to my boy, Twan, because I know he's going to say something about that girl. I ain't mad about it. 
That's the discussion for the next podcast. Yeah, it will. Yeah, because I got a lot to say. That's for sure. That's standards for sure. I'll get these started. My final thoughts is I'm happy to be back. We apologize about the long delay, man, but it's, it's, it's great to be back, like my brother said, you know, talking sports and then, you know, to come back with so much sports talk. Man, we missed a lot of good stuff that we could have talked about, but we don't want to go too far back at all. We just want to try to stay in the current here, but it's great to be back. Um, on top of that, uh, final thoughts here. Uh, it's a little different from everybody else's. I'm still going to, we talked about in the previous podcast before, I'm still going to say that Zion just going to go ahead and sit this one out and go ahead and get ready to collect his bank, you know, and be ready for the pros as he should. I'm still based, I'm still betting on that win. I guess we can review that at a later date if we see if he play either in this tournament or in a big dance. But I think he's going here to sit it out and make that knee ready for the combine when they get ready to come up and prove to everybody he's still that number one pick because obviously even with all the games he missed, he still was, you know, the freshman of the year, the ACC of the year, you know, with all the what games. What wasn't he? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I don't see him, you know, trying to mess that up. But, you know, uh, just to let everybody know, uh, you know, since we're back, hit up the email. It's from the sidelines, guys with an S at Gmail. Hit us with your comments. Hit us with your questions so we can answer them on the next podcast. And I do want to put it out there. We are going to start trying to do two a week now that we're back at it for a time here. Um, you know, again, a lot of the issues that we had that we had to delay was because of, you know, technical difficulties, not any difficulties with my brothers, but, you know, just, you know, just equipment on, on that aspect. And now that we got that all fixed and figured out, we're going to be back and we're going to be back at y'all, you know, two times a week here. So y'all be ready. Um, so um, drop my Twitter handle here because I forgot to mention that earlier. That's branding underscore elite at Twitter. It's the same thing for Instagram. Y'all go ahead and drop y'all uh, info as well too before we go ahead and close it out. And this is your boy L-Y underscore G-E-N-E at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I don't have the Instagram. Possibly don't get it, but right now as long as you hit us up on Twitter, and in the email, I hope it's not that one. You need to get in the email, man. Already but we want to hear from y'all. We want to hear from y'all. So, yes. So, again, it's your boy Charlie, aka, like I said, the family call me Bobo. Also, the host, the other host, they call me Bobo as well. It's all good because we all family. Again, my Twitter handle is Charlie A six zero six, just like the name, just A six zero six added to it. Like we said, man, we just happy to be back. And again, my. My my brother Twani dropped that email. So man, any questions that you have, we'll answer as well. Especially with your team, as well, or anything that you want to ask us, because you don't mind talking about it. You know, you may not like the opinion, but we'll talk about it. That's for sure, as well. And like I said, don't let me get started on LeBron James. I'll say that for the next podcast. So I got yeah, some words for him. It's all right. Say <laughs> We coming back with another one. So. But, all right, we're about to go ahead and close it out. Thank y'all, family, for sticking around. Thank y'all for being subscribers. Pass us along. Hit that mask button if you are new uh, to our podcast. And we'll see y'all back in a few more days here. So, from the sidelines. The sidelines. The sidelines. All right. We out.